brand over coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferri, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brand Over Coffee Conversations. This week is the first of a three-part series on the topic of personal branding, especially in this day and age when everything and everyone could be searched online and competition to achieve something could really be intense. Many of us are putting great importance to ensure that our own personal brand is intentionally created and strengthened. Today, I am fortunate to be speaking with Claire Jedrick. Claire is Singapore's only female race car driver and the marketing director of the Karting Arena. She's also an events host, a key opinion leader, and an influencer in the lifestyle and motorsport industry. Welcome, Claire. Thank you once again for saying yes to having this conversation. Absolutely. It's my honor to be here and to be able to share with you, uh, I guess, my, my story. Though I have briefly introduced you, tell us more about what you're doing. I know you've been busy and you're dabbling on so many things and it would be great to know more about it. Well, I run a pretty tight ship, I, I guess, in the, in the terms of what I do daily. Uh, I've got family, I've got two kids, two under two, or just a little bit over that now. I have uh, the Karting Arena business, which is an electric go-kart circuit. That's something we've had for the past five years, which we've developed based on the back of our stories. My husband has been racing with Bush Square Cup uh, Asia for about 12 years, been involved in motorsport. I come from a media background where... I mean, education-wise, it's actually hospitality and tourism, but I never set foot into it because I was always in the media world originally as a talent. And then I moved into hosting in about 2008. And it's slowly developed over the years as, as internet and news dis- distribution all went online. Social media, everything went onto an online platform. Mm-hmm. Technology got better. My my work developed more in that line. Also, recently, like I, I spoke to you a little bit earlier, I've actually gone and I've joined a company for global communications mm-hmm. and your officer. So this is not something that I foresaw, but I guess with everything that I've been involved with previously, so when it came down to social media and with racing, it, I dealt a lot with sponsorships, with client relations, with we run our own marketing brand because we have our own, like I said, with the go-kart circuits, we had to brand that. Yeah, there was just like a, it's just a whole conglomerate of like things that came together and it was a natural progression, I think, of taking those talents to where I am today. Wow, exciting. So in the next 20 minutes, we'll be hearing more about your story and talking about personal branding and maybe just to help us kind of like guide our conversation, we could structure it into three parts. So number one, maybe we can talk about why is personal branding important, especially for you and in your line of work. A lot of us are wondering, you know, how to craft one's personal brand. And I'm just really eager to know how you did yours. And the last part could be, we could talk about your tips in nurturing a strong personal brand. So especially in your field of work, you've kind of like talked about it. Why is personal brand important? I think personal brand is important because people have a natural association. When it comes to marketing, even if you think about product marketing, so if you take a Formula One team, for instance, when they have the marketing and the names on the on the car, when they have it on their suit, 
it takes years for for somebody to learn what your brand is about, and it gets ingrained in the it gets sorry it gets ingrained in the brain, and it takes a while for that to happen. It's not something that happens overnight. It, it's important because then what you do, people can reach out based on what you do, where you're going to be at, who you're meeting, and I think people find value in that, especially over a, a period of time. It's helped me, I suppose, with with business. People know me obviously through hosting and media. They're able to spin stories on that, spin work, spin business ideas of what I'm doing currently in my life. And yeah, that association is is very important because people, when they think, oh, motorsport in Singapore or Asia, or they think host, or they think like marketing, or they think uh, with uh, sponsorship, people naturally have a top three people in their heads. So that's why I think it's it's very important for my branding. Something that I didn't know until now. Just to build on that, it's actually interesting because the first time we met was because we got you as a talent, as a, yeah, as a host for a campaign for BMW Asia in Singapore. And I remember clearly when we were presented with a number of potential female talents, and I was drawn to you. Just because at the time your brand was already very strong for me personally, that you know, you're this kind of like kick ass woman who's really into the sport, very articulate. You have your years of experience, especially in hosting. And at the time, the campaign required someone who could be very eloquent and also very spontaneous. And you kind of like tick the boxes. So for me, that's why it's, it's very important because especially nowadays when it could be very competitive to score a gig, to land a job, to just get yourself out there, it's very important for you to stand out and having a strong personal brand would always come in handy, right? Yes, absolutely. Like you said, I think the characteristics that were the basis of what you, you mentioned just now, it's it, like you said, a top three people will come into mind when, when you do get to know them. Yeah. And for you, how did you think, okay, this would be the Claire Jedrick brand. This would be me. And this, as what you said, you cannot, it's not just overnight. It takes time. But I think the key point is you need to decide on what kind of a personal brand you want to nurture and kind of like focus on that. So maybe you can walk us through, was there a eureka moment that there was really one point in which you were like, okay, this would be the Claire Jedrick brand that I want to like nurture for a long time? Well, like I said, um, it, nothing came straight away. To be honest, um, I think at the beginning, a lot of people, it, it's like, I, I think a story someone told me, is like you have a piece of artwork. How do you value that artwork? How do you put a price to it? You know, and you start off that way. It's a very scary proposition. How do you put a value to yourself so people will believe you, that they want to hire you or for work or for whatever? It's the same thing goes with branding. A lot of times we start off without knowing. We don't have the confidence in that aspect. I can say probably back then, we were given the traditional ideas of how you should brand yourself. You're a journalist, therefore you're going to do writing, you're going to do this. As technology got better, a lot of people diversified because you could also, I mean, you could be a cook, but you could be also a writer on a blog. You know, that's when things started to diversify. When I first started, it was quite a scary aspect because I was like well what is my strength I'd actually moved away from Singapore and came back and that's when my branding started in 2012 I was like well how am I going to get back into Singapore do I want to be back in the media I've been away for three years I have you know you become irrelevant in that space of media and for hosting like you said it's very competitive there's a hundred other Eurasian hosts out there who could probably adapt who also are eloquent and can speak well what am I going to do now I can say it the first time I was probably 
probably a little bit stuck at the beginning because I was like, wow, well, fitness is my thing. So I started off with the fitness aspect going, well, I'm going to start my brand and back in the market. I'm going to work on what's my strengths. So I've always been in extreme sports. I've always been a sports personality and joined that. I'll start with that. When the motorsport aspect came in, it wasn't strategic at the beginning. It's because I loved extreme sports. So it was a natural transition to go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to learn the science of driving. I'm going to do that. And then I remember when it came to the branding, I was like, well, people told me sports and or motorsport and being a host, like, you know, only men are in that industry. Only, you know, they, they start to put like tags on things. It came to a point also is where I was writing magazines like i said i was filming for sport i was posting trying to think of the other things that i was doing as well it was a multitude of things i was doing lifestyle there was beauty things and i had i must have had eight things on the table and some of the best advice i received was don't dilute yourself so don't dilute who or what you are even though people think that nowadays it's great to be a one-stop shop like oh i can write i'm a journalist i'm i, I can do all of this that that should be more attractive to an employer to a client but it, I don't think it always works all of the time. I guess it's the, the aspect where people might feel it's uh, jack of all trades, but master of none. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the typical age old saying. I think I, I stuck with it, with it. I knew that if I wanted to pursue this, then I really had to get involved with it. Get involved, be on par, talk to the people. And because I was living it every day, and then involved in go-kart business, it became a natural progression to do that. I think that's when it really kicked off with the marketing. And I decided, well, a lot of people told me the automotive line, especially in Singapore, there's no money. They're like, you know, you're not, you're not going to be able to earn anything off it. It's, it's a very small industry. You're going to be looking at maybe a section of a pie that's very small. You're going to be a big fish in a small pond, if anything, if you do rise through the ranks. So I was like, well, you know, I mean, yes, that is to Singapore. But once I branded myself and I got my, my foot in and I kept plugging away with it, of course, the confidence gets better. Your story gets stronger over another year or two. I didn't limit myself to Southeast Asia. It then became strategic in that way. So what started off as, oh, should I do this? And deciding to be a disruptor against what people said, I decided, no, I'm just going to stick to this. I mean, if you don't stick to something long enough, how do you know? How do you know that it's not going to work out? And for me, it wasn't a losing game at that point in time. And I think to be able to articulate in a certain market with automotive and with motorsport, it also bleeds out to other areas. It doesn't mean that you can't work in, in uh, like uh, the mice industry. It doesn't mean that you can't work then with government projects. It's all interlinked, yeah. you know, and it gives credibility, of course, to who I am. So that's really, I think that really was the basis of, of not diluting myself and, and saying, you know, I don't tell people that I'm a writer, that it just happens to be a subsidiary of what I do. That will come anyway because people will see the work. But I, I, I stuck on the, even like website-wise, it's motorsport, I, I guess it's like sports and, and, and hosting. Yeah. Yep. You actually touched on two very important points. The first one is really that authenticity. You know, you need to be authentic to your core. I mean, like, say, for example, for yourself, you've really been like into fitness, into motorsports, into extreme sports is what you said. It's so much easier for us to see that, okay, Claire is really being genuine that she's into this because you cannot fake that especially in this day and age wherein you can see the big BS, <laughs> you can spot it. So I think that's very, very important. And that's kind of like just made your story more authentic, strengthened the articulation of, 
who you really are. And the second point that really struck me as well is that, yes, you can be the chain of all trades, but you still kind of like need to have a focus, you know? So when we say, Claire, okay, motorsports, host, and not just like all of a sudden you're a dancer <laughs> or, or whatever, you know? So Because then, as you rightfully said, you also need to build the credibility. And with that credibility, then people listen to you and say, okay, she knows what she's talking about versus just like, putting it aside and say, okay, whatever. She, she, was, uh, she was something else last week, and then this week she's another person. Especially as you're only starting to nurture your brand, I think that's very critical. That was the basis for our marketing at Carding Arena because it was an extension and an arm of our passion. Mm-hmm. So when it came down to marketing, it was very easy for us to write the story. It was very basic. So people come here because they like a story. I think a lot of the times you can make up stories and be real. I mean, there's a story like that I... I absolutely love TWG in Singapore. It's a big brand, but it's a fake, it's a fake background. And, you know, it wasn't from 1856 or whatever. You know, it's a story that's believable that, you know, you can, you can make up. Unless you can do that, I think people want to know about you. I think people come to the karting arena because they know our personality. Uh, they know that we're going to go there and chat to them. We, they know our basic story, that this wasn't just a, an amusement park that just doesn't have a soul to it. Yeah. This has a soul. It feels like there, there's somebody there who understand what's going on and can excite them. You mentioned now as well, you're a mother of two, you're a wife. I mean, worlds apart from when I first met you, maybe five, six, seven years ago. As you evolve, is your brand also evolving with you? Have you also noticed changes maybe the last, especially maybe six years? Are you deliberately also evolving your story or your personal brand, given that you're in a different stage in your life right now? At the beginning, to be honest, I remember I I was quite resistant because I was afraid that it would ruin my brand. Like I I did. I, I was like, I don't want to be known as a mother because I'm so out there. I mean, people see me at young at heart. I mean, she looks a little bit young. And I'm, I mean, I'm 38 this September. And I was like, is this going to change my brand? What people think about me? People are going to think, oh, she's an adult. She's not going to be fun. She's not going to be spontaneous. Yeah. But I mean, four of you know, it doesn't really go away, that kind of personality. So right now, I, I, I definitely grasp it. When people saw that as a mother, there was a human aspect to it. And, and I think it was quite inclusive actually, in a, in a way. I thought at the beginning when I was resistant to it that it wouldn't do anything for my brand. But actually, it's done very well for my brand. And the people who are serious about you that I believe, the people who know your brand, it didn't take anything away from that. It didn't matter that I was a mother. It didn't matter that I was married. It didn't matter that I had these other aspects to it. I think it's just people know that I'm a doer. They know that I'm pretty on it most of the time and I like being out there. I think the... The story for me behind that part was just putting yourself out there. So it has evolved now. A big part of who I am as a social media like influencer or keeping you leader is as a mother. You know, as a mother who gets her hands dirty, who goes out to work. It puts me in a space of, I guess, the modern day woman who either spends her time at home or spends her time. Uh, it just, it, it has, I suppose it has evolved. It has evolved the story. I guess a little bit now, it's, it's led me to different arenas that I never thought possible. I never thought that I'd be a key opinion leader for, as a mother. Uh, I, just, I just didn't, you know, and I work with some amazing brands like Hegan. I work with uh, some certain car companies who actually value the family aspect and it aligns with their core. So I, I think they perhaps feel that having that evolution and I suppose who I am and my brand, it adds value to them. It adds value to my brand. And it's not something that anyone should shy away from. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's it's something you can be used yeah. to your advantage. And at least for me, I am quite a neutral person politically, and I don't get, I just uh, I don't go all out on the on on women topics. Like I'm I'm great. Like for me, it's a common question: a woman in motorsport being the rose among the thorns, or you know all these kind of things. But for me, it, it really it's a lot simpler than that. It's just the best person for the job. I suppose branding wise, it's yeah, it's 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 definitely it's it's been a plus point. Yeah, and I think it's it also depends on how you embrace it and present it. All of a sudden, you know, you you don't have to be this stay at home mom because that would go against the Claire Jedrick brand that we know of for the longest time. So being still that that modern woman, that modern mom, you you are still a career woman, but on Sundays or on weekends or after work we can see on your social media that you're you're really playing with your kids then it, i don't know for me personally it kind of like you humanify your brand and kind of like make it even more accessible for us especially in this day and age wherein instagram and facebook are also being used as platforms to further your your personal brand well this is exactly what you said, what i said earlier it's about being inclusive i don't want people to feel for me at least when I said that, I don't get involved too much in things. Like I don't push the woman topic so much. I don't push all these kind of topics because I truly believe in, in being inclusive. So instead of feeling, I don't like, I guess for me reaching out and being able to connect with people, I guess the authentic self is because I don't want people to feel like, oh, how come I can't run a business? How come I can't do this? And how come like she's doing all these things or these people are doing certain, like, you know, like a multitude of things. I don't want people to feel bad about themselves. I'm really open about my struggles. I'm very open with with things that I find hard if I have a bad day, with my mental capacity. Because, I mean, these are these are real topics. These yeah. are real topics of anxiety and of not being able to cope maybe with kids, mom guilt or not having enough time. Um, it, it's about, for me, being inclusive and, and real for, for everybody to reach out to. Yeah. And I could see as well, say, on, on social media, you're very visible. You have your also your own community and fans, and you're kind of like cultivating somehow your personal brand. How do you do that? How do you get to engage with these fans? Is it important for you to stay connected with them on a personal level? Yeah, maybe you can share with us how you're growing this community of women or followers that you have on social media. Well, I think because I'm a, a being a KOL and influencer, you do have a certain responsibility and. And like I mentioned just now about being authentic in that way to be able to reach out to people, I, I do, you know, I'm what they call maybe a micro-influencer, but I have a community that has the ability to spend on the product, who are interested in the product, whereas where the community back then used to be, they had 100,000, 200,000 people and just blast it out like spam mail, then maybe somebody would pick it up. But I think people, they understand that, that because uh, the people who follow me is because people in, uh, are the people that I engage with that they are real people who who have that guess authentic connection who will actually be able to be connected with their brand it has been important to me in some kind of way like for me i believe in good quality photos i don't like staging things too much i don't like i, I don't want to look you know bigger or thinner or like taller i want people if they see me they know who i'm going to be on the road yeah you know that's just that's just my own thing you yeah. know some people run their own instagram but i just I don't want people feeling bad about themselves. I think there's so much on social media that you feel bad about. I just don't. 
I'm just not into that. I mean, and and I understand the media world. It's just my thing where you might put a photo up for me. I'm like, if you want to put a bikini photo up, you're going to get 2,000 likes, do it. I, I don't care. For me, that's my thing. I think I'm quite open with my kids and my family because on a, on a daily basis, I guess I don't actually go out that much. You might see me at a park where you see people or out doing stuff, but I'm not like, you won't see me at every social event and stuff like that. So I'm actually okay. And I'm a bit more wary now. I was always a bit of a wild child believing, you know, small things like your kids. And I believe, you know, why do I have to cover my kids up? But then there's a whole other world out there, which is just, it's awful for me. I'm from a generation where we all ran around until we were like eight years old, topless or no clothes on. Times have changed. I think with uh, going back to your question about strategizing and brand stuff like that, I do think about it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's almost like when you're consistently not trying to do it, you, you kind of consistently then are in a pattern, you know, mm-hmm. of uh, so I realized then uh, I guess I, I am be careful of what I post. I don't want to, I just, for me, I think my thing is just, it goes back, it boils down to being inclusive. And, and I mean, to be honest, at the end of the day, these are snapshots of my life. Where Where's the line between where I'm trying to garner attention if I'm crying about something, you know, to people or where's the, you know, how people might think. But I'm also of an age now where I don't care. You get to a point where, you know, and it's not a blatant disregard for what people are being rude or how I speak. It's how I want to lead my life. Yeah. So, you know, I try and be kind to others. I try and allow other people's opinions when they don't agree with something in my post. I try and be as positive and as understanding and as nice about it as I can and let it go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it comes with age, though. <laughs> it comes with age. This, yeah. this, this feeling, this confidence. And what about, say, for example, especially for women who are starting to think about their own personal brand? Do you have any tips, perhaps, as we end the conversation? What would be your advice for them? I think number one, I mean, we all start in a position where we may not have the confidence, but you need to build on that. Well, I mean. The number one thing, like in motorsport, they always say it's the, the amount of seat time that you have. You have to do the hours. For me, it's about doing the hours. There's so many times I wanted to give up and go like, oh, why am I getting this race car? Who am I doing it for? Is it for me? Is it to earn the money? What am I really doing it for? you got to look at the core. And I think also, much like when you're in corporation, like I guess the corporate life, you get the best person for the job. So work on your strengths. Take a look at what your strengths are and build on that. Um, build on that, get your seat time. You mentioned earlier about focus, focus down on those strengths and not dilute yourself. And I mean, authenticity always comes up. It always comes up, but you know, it's, it's weird because to be able to talk to somebody and tell the world about being authentic, does it mean it's authentic anymore when you have to think about it? I think at the end of the day, keep, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, try and keep your brand as simple as possible, less words and just keep it where people can read. And no, boom, in three sentences, that's who they are. That's what their basis is. Yeah. For a lot of people, it seems so daunting and intimidating to think about creating a personal brand. But for me, it's very important to note that as we go on with our lives, with our career, with our online or social media presence, our personal brand is actually already being shaped. And for me, I would rather take control of that process that I intentionally create and shape and strengthen my own personal brand versus having other people to do that for me. And I think that's what you're doing. And a lot of these individuals who are successful in their careers or in the things that they're, that they're passionate about is because you really kind of like grasp or strongly hold your brand, your name. 
and you're really carving your own path and saying, okay, this is me. This is the Claire Jedrick that I want people to know versus having other people to, to dictate that for you. Well, I think in the end of the day, it's, it's like human, uh, basic human emotion or, or mentality. The more lies you make, you're going to start forgetting what lies you made. So at the end, I mean, to have your authentic brand in that way, for me, it's natural. For me, better to speak about something. I never saw myself. I told myself I would never be a salesperson. I was like, I don't like that job when I was younger. I was like, I would never be in sales. I would never be in marketing. I, oh, it, 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 I used to be embarrassed. I, it just, I didn't have that skin that was thick enough. All these things develop after years, you know? And, and you know what? I am a salesperson. I, I'm, I, I market my brand every other day if I don't think about it. I naturally give my spiel for things. Hey, what do you come down? Have your event here. Oh, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm working for somebody. I'm connecting people. I'm, you know, you, you end up doing it natural. Well, then it's not something you're fearful of after yeah. you have that practice for a while. And it's easier. It's, it's easier the more truthful you are to who you are, what you are, instead of, I, I suppose, always having to fluff up what you do or who you are. I mean, it's okay. I definitely believe sometimes fake it till you make it because that's what I, I felt like I did at the, be- at the beginning. I had certain taglines that I lived by. So my first one was like, fake it till the make it. So my smart way, I mean, like, how do you talk about cars on screen at a race circuit when you don't know everything about the car? You know, how do you do that? Well, for me, it was going around, talking to the right people, getting the information, digesting it. And after a while, you learn about the car, you know, you learn about the industry enough times that you, you go through and experience it. I guess having short-term goals is good and long-term goals, having ones that are, are reachable. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes it definitely is good to, to dream big. Something that you, you learn along the way. I think always place yourself in people who are smarter, who are faster, who are better than you. I think the big thing there is about being open. So a mm-hmm. lot of people say about the female industry. I don't see that as all. I, I feel like everybody has been really nice to me because I've been open and I've put myself out there. I've gone in and gone, okay, you know what? I'm not going to pretend this one. I'm, I'm going to ask them, hey, how do you do this? And you know, a lot of people are a lot more receptive than you think when you're going to ask in, I suppose, the right way. Can you help me? Uh, can you explain to me? certain things absolutely yeah perfect amen to that stay true to yourself stay authentic gone for the stars and stay focused don't be afraid to ask for help exactly yeah that is again being true to yourself and your capabilities right so thank you so much claire i learned a lot and i'm sure the other women and other individuals listening to us have also learned a thing or two about personal brand. Wishing you luck in all the things that you do and stay safe and healthy in Singapore, yeah? Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag Brand Over Coffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at andreaa.ferry. Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations. Mm-hmm.